a special program in living color on NBC. Dudes, it's me, the little drummer boy. I've been practicing my paradiddles and random cues and even a few perumpa pum pums for a big gig I landed in Bethlehem. But it's a bad scene, man, because like, despite what you heard, the ox and lamb can't keep time worth diddly. So I'm gonna take a break and listen to the Spud Goodman Christmas special. Uh, you should too, it's totally bodacious. And it's starting right now, with Accordion Joe rocking out on his Hurkin' Yuletide Potosa. What a fine time, the right time, to rock the night away. Oh, jingle bell time, is a swell time. To go a-rockin' in a one-off sleigh Oh, lady, up jingle horse, pick up your feet Jingle around the clock Mixin' the jingle in a jingle of time That's the jingle bell, that's the jingle bell That's the jingle bell rock It's the Spud Goodman Show and here he is, Mr. Yuletide himself, Spud Goodman! Greetings, I am Spud Goodman. Yes! Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, and I hope you have a swell Kwanzaa too. Uh, though the holiday season is a challenging time for a lot of people, I do enjoy many aspects of this time of the year. You know, I mean, getting presents is pretty cool. Right, Aunt Dorothy? You know... Uh, you can nod your head on that one. You know, I, yeah. I guess I should announce you before you answer. Uh, mm -hmm. anyway, please say yeah. hello to our designated laugher, my Aunt Dorothy. Yes, but, but I think one is supposed to gain more satisfaction from giving gifts rather than receiving them. I'm just saying. Yeah, it's, yeah I know, I know, I know. You know, I've heard that one so many times before, but let's be real here. It is more fun to open a present yourself than watch someone else fumble around opening some package. I mean, especially the little kids, you know, where you have to help them open something that you wasted so much time wrapping the night before. A toy? You know... I just heard that from friends because I actually, you know, uh, well, I don't have a kid myself. But I've I know. Um, well, I suppose. But I've always enjoyed watching the little ones tear into gifts that now, they can, were. Can you hold that uh, thought, though, okay. just for a second? So I also need to introduce my, my fill-in co-host for this Christmas special, Lawrence, our public sector food critic. Lawrence, how's it hanging? Oh, it, it's hanging. It's hanging all right there. Hey, thanks for inviting me to sit in as your co-host for this right. special here, Spud. You know, but I, I was uh, thinking there would be some decent food holiday food here in the studio. Yeah, I, I know. You know, I didn't have time to eat before I came down to the studio, and I'm looking at that wheat veggie platter and those store-bought cookies. Come on, man. Really? Razzleberry dressing. Okay, I hear you. And I told the interns to bring some stuff, and I guess they dropped the ball. I, I, I'm going to bring that up with them after the show, but now that you've uh, brought up the topic of food, I must say, this is my favorite time of year for one reason. I especially like buying eggnog at Safeway for two full months out of the year. I dig eggnog with or without a splash of Everclear. Mm, yeah. and, and also, also rum balls are a must. You know, it's, it's just kind of a multitasking snack because my dad, may he rest in peace, it got me hooked on him like uh, I was way back in like the Cub Scouts I, when I remember him where he used to break them out. He'd make them for our whole pack. And my, my mom, you know, was a den mom and she, mother, I think they called him. And she said as long as, you know, we didn't get too rowdy, uh, it was okay. So... We, it was very popular, and you know, 
They packed a, they packed a punch, too. Uh, I no, 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 no. I remember your mom was conflicted about your dad's rum balls being served at your Cub Scout holiday parties. I know, but really. Well, awesome. I got to say this. As, as a, you know I'm a teetotaler, right? Yeah. Uh, I guess a few rum balls would be okay right now because I tell you, I'm starving. Okay, okay. I will send Trent to pick you up a hot dog or something at the 7-Eleven up the street. Uh, Just take a uh, second. N- 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 I'm going to pass on the 7-Eleven dog. Hey, Spud, look, really? I've developed this, yeah, because I got this refined palate from, you know, you send me out as the show's public sector food critic. Yeah, yeah, sure, after all those years eating the prison food at Pelican Bay in Cali, you know, it, it did impact my dietary habits when I first got out. But I got to tell you, I have educated myself to the culinary possibilities that are out there in my world. It's so much more okay. refined. Are you in no prisons? Okay, not like, for instance... I will no longer even consider eating mystery meat, no matter if I even have a good idea of what kind of meat it is. What are you, like a vegan now? Well, yeah, I have opened I didn't myself know that. up. There. Well, I tell you, I'm considering some vegan options here and there, but no, no, I, I still do enjoy an occasional jumbo jack, you know, especially in the wee hours of the night. Cause there's, but there's no way I would consider eating one of those in the daylight. Oh, yeah, well. I hear that. Don't well, lie. I'm much more of a Denny's person late at night after the bars close. I mean, come on, nothing beats a grand slam after a few too many cocktails, huh? Yeah, that's a good point. Mm. But anyway, I- I'm starting to get hungry right oh, now listening to all this stuff, so let's, let's change the subject. You know, we're supposed to start things off with uh, some holiday music, so let's go with a bit of White Christmas by Mr. Tacoma Washington himself. Uh, yeah, that's Bing Crosby. He was born there, and... Uh, Maybe then uh, we'll we'll move on to a little bit of bouquet of veal with uh, uh, that's Christmas or it's Christmas. I'm sorry, that's that tune. So let's let's roll it. Jubilation. My belly's full and I'm really high 
Oh, it's a Yuletide celebration Eating pictures in the snow Yeah, it's Christmas, it's not for the Jews Yeah, it's Christmas And I'm swimming in booze, I'm gonna miss this After Christmas Find a finger in the snow Yeah, it's Christmas, it's not for the Jews Yeah, it's Christmas As women in booze, I'm gonna miss this Only ten more shopping days before it's Christmas You can get your shopping done if you will hasten So get busy, time's a-wasting Uh, this is Robert Hayes. You may remember me from Airplane, but uh, I'm looking for a little help. For some reason, I wound up here in the Spud Goodman Show, and uh, I have no idea why. Hey, uh, Spud, Spud, yes. your, your uncle and uh, his um, uh, his little buddy, they, they want to know if they could be on the show now. He, he or, well, they said that they have some stuff that they need to do later. Yeah, I know. I said they could come on the air for like just a second to say Merry Christmas, and that's it. You know, just have the interns bring them over and use that mic. Yeah, that one right there. All right, all right. Hey, hey, guys, 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 you're, you're okay now, now, now. So come on over. And, yeah, just sit there. Hey, hey, quit, quit complaining, Jerry. This microphone is fine. And now, you're not a real ventriloquist, right? I mean, we've, we've never really been introduced to, so. No, he's not a ventriloquist. He has like a deep connection with that dummy on his lap. He, he, and you really don't want to delve into this. Just trust me. There are all kinds of perversions. Spud, both Jerry and I are over being offended by the ventriloquist cracks. After many years of constant abuse from people as we go about our lives, yeah, it can at times bring us down. For the okay, most part, we just tune it out. Right, Jerry? Totally. I mean, who gives a f- what people say about me or you. People need to mind their own business. Now, now, that is a bit rude, Jerry. And please refrain from using profanity, especially that F word. I will say anything I want. There's a little thing called the Constitution, you know. At least one of those amendments lets me say anything, okay? You know, uh... Uh, I don't think the First Amendment means much to the FCC. You know... We are on a terrestrial radio station right now. Hey, guys, can you, can you have the, this conversation at home or, or somewhere else, whatever? Just say Merry Christmas and be gone. I have a show to do. Well, come, I'm running come behind, on, actually. They don't have to leave the studio. Can well, I'm running like, go behind. Back to where they want to, where, you know, to watch? No, I, I, I can't have that dummy here when, I, when I'm doing the show. It's just very distracting to me. I'll be a, well, I mean, you yeah. know this, Uncle Steve. Mm, I, I got to say, I, I'm not going to lie. The dummy does look a little bit de- demonic, but... I'm okay with them hanging here. Yeah, I, I think so. They are not our friend. You mean we are done already? We haven't even said Merry Christmas yet. And Jerry has a present for you, Spud. He spent almost an hour last night making it for you. It's a mixtape of some of his friends' bands. Most of them are punk rockers. I hope that's okay. A cassette tape? I, I guess I could find something to play it, but... I mean, I like all kinds of music. Punks, punk rock, I, yeah, you know I like that, but... I just don't know if this is the time or the place to be dealing with this. Uh, go ahead and give it to him, Jerry. I bet he doesn't have a present for me. You don't, do you? Have a present for me. Not even some re-gifted t-shirt you got free from a record label. You know, we drew names in our family for when we all get together on Christmas Eve, 
and I sure didn't drive, did draw your name, and I know you didn't draw mine either. Uh, on Dorothy, you drew my name, correct? Uh, or I'll have to check on that. Well, well, just take Jerry's gift anyway. It would mean something to him. Well, it's no big deal if you don't want it. Just listen to the bands on it before you toss it, like 13 scars, and see if you can get them on the show. That's all I care about. Well, maybe they've been on before. Maybe we can work it out. Just, look, I got to get going here. Right? I have other stuff to do. Okay, uh, so Jerry, you better say it. It's now or never. Merry frickin' Christmas. Tonight, a Kelly File exclusive. Jerry, Jerry, give me that. You can't drop the mic. They are expensive. Okay, Spud, thanks for having us on, and yeah. Merry Christmas. Yeah, okay, uh, see you on Christmas Eve, Uncle Steve. Okay, uh, now uh, let's, let's check out some more tunes, all right? This song was recorded live on our show at KTZZ in Seattle, and I think in 93 uh, we played every year. Yeah, it's by the legendary Squirrels, and it's titled Rudolph. Hit it. Thank you. shiny nose and if you had ever seen it you would say it glows all the other reindeers well they used to laugh and call him names they would never let poor Rudolph join in any reindeer games join in any reindeer games tuned in on Santa Claus. Here I am. I'm feeling fine because here's a season that's all mine. It's time for happiness and fun. Time for gifts for everyone. This is the Spud Goodman Show Christmas Special. 
Spud, um, we got your first guest, Tom Arnold. He's waiting to speak to you right now. Uh-huh. He, he's been on before uh, the yeah. show, right? Yeah, he's a very cool guy. I really enjoy speaking with him. Now, now wasn't he married to Roseanne a while back? Uh, yeah, a long time ago. He's remarried now. He has a couple kids. Oh, wow, wow. Yeah, I think I read in People Magazine that he's best buddies with Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yes. Hey, maybe you could ask him how many push-ups Arnold can still do. And I'm probably not going to like you, no matter how many pull-ups or push-ups you do. Uh, you know, that is uh, pretty personal information. I mean, how how would you feel if someone asked about how many, like, Pepto-Bismol bottles I drink oh. each week? I, as a friend, you would never divulge that to anyone. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Actually, my neighbor Jeff, who listens to the show sometimes, uh, when I'm on the show, you know, he yes. asked me. And I told him most what? weeks. I said it's around, like, a dozen or so. That's is that kind of... That's something that in, uh, that is personal. Well, hey, you yeah. talk to Derek because that's what Derek, your personal assistant, yeah. that, he told me that. Like <sighs> Whatever. Okay, I, I'll just put Tom through. All right, here he is. Okay, please welcome back to our show, actor and comedian Tom Arnold. How you doing, man? <laughs> it's good to be back, buddy. Yeah, yeah, super. Okay, you, know, yeah, you remember your name. That's the thing. You know, it's not, it's not like I could forget it. Yeah, that's right. Um, well. Let me ask, let's just deal with the time of the year and everything. So how, okay. do, how do you like doing comedy gigs at Christmas time? You notice any difference in the mood of the audiences? I think it'd be like they'd be in a better mood than, say, in April and tax time or something. Well, that is true. Uh, you know, it's going to be, uh, you know, I'm Jewish, so but we celebrate the heck out of Christmas, let me tell you, because we got kids. Right. Um, you know, it's, uh, I will, I guess I'll know how it is. This when I, you know, people are usually in a pretty good mood, although, you know, there was just an election and people are kind of surly, but hopefully, when, yeah, we'll hopefully, we, they all come out and we just have fun together. I mean, that's what, you know, forget all this stuff, let's have fun and, uh, you know, uh, yeah, you know, my in laws are here right now. It's, Wow, you know, wow. I'm ready to come up there. I, I I'm hear ready you. to be up there. Totally yeah. hear you on that one. Yeah. Um, well, if I could ask, uh, I take it your holiday seasons uh, these days around the house are a lot more sedate than they were like 20-some years ago during your marriage to Roseanne. I bet things back then were really lively. 25 years ago. 25, yes. whatever. Well, but, yes. Uh, you know, they were... They weren't boring, you know, were they? I was a stepfather then, too, so the, the kids were older. Yeah. So they were... Uh, you know, uh, well, life is certainly more sedate. Uh, yes. You know, because I got a one-year-old and a three-year-old, and uh, and and I'm not married to Roseanne, so th- those three things right there, you know, bang, you know, that just makes it calmer. Um, but no, it is. It's a whole, life is just a lot. Uh, you know, but but again, having a one-year-old and a three-year-old, and, and you're 57. I mean, that's you know. That's a lot that's, of heavy lifting. That's as frightening yeah. as anything. So, yes. uh, you know, it's, it's uh, you know, I, I realize I have everything I ever wanted, and uh, and now I'm terrified because I got to hold on to it for a long time, and I just I don't even want to imagine how old I'll be. Uh, Spud, Spud, hey, let me ask you: Hey, you ever think of what it would be like having a baby at your age? Um, Tom, I'll be right back. I uh, yes, I have, and that's why I keep buying like more goldfish. I I just have to toss, you know, toss some fish food in the tank like once a day, and they're all good. Well, I gotta say, Tom Arnold is a brave man. I spent a lot of time when I was locked up at Pelican Bay thinking about maybe adopting or something, you know, like a, a six or seven year old. Seriously? Cause, yeah, because you gotta figure the house trained by that age, you know. I, I might still look into it, I think. That's I'm... nice, but, you know, Tom's a cool guy, and I don't want to keep him holding, but, but, but if you do get a kid, I, I would babysit for you. Oh, I feel yeah, like for yeah. a half hour or so. Yeah. Anyway, I got to get back to Tom, all right? All right. 
Um, hey, have you been hanging out uh, much with uh, Arnold lately? You know, riding motorcycles, playing poker, just sitting around sharing your innermost feelings? Well, I was at his house Saturday for his uh, holiday oh. party. Uh, oh, cool. It, uh, yeah, it was uh, very festive. There, there was a, uh, let's see, a camel and a uh, porcupine and a bald, American, a bald eagle and uh, Clint Eastwood and a crocodile and... Uh, Trying to think what other animals he had there. Uh, it was uh, it was good. It was good. I had a lot of fun. Uh, you, you know, you guys seem to, you, uh, you guys seem to have a bipartisan friendship. Let me can I ask we, that? Is, oh my God! Is he, well, is you he, know, yeah. we, you know, but of course, you know, I support him no matter what. So, you know, I'm a, I am kind of bipartisan. I mean, here's my thing: if somebody's nice to me. You know, it doesn't matter what party they're from, uh, that, that I like them. Right. That's, that's kind of my rule in life. Right. Like, you know, uh, but it was a bipartisan party. There, there was kind of, I had only had one major argument, but, um, you know, because he is replacing, you yes. know, and, and I just found out that Donald Trump was a executive producer still on his show. Yes. Impressive. And yes. so, loaded with that information, that was fun. And, uh but I w- but I'm sure it's going to be a lot different with Arnold, and and I wish him all the luck in the world. It's he's a he's a great guy. Is he tight with uh, the Donald? Because he's going to be his boss. I was no, just curious. No, he's not tight. Okay. With him. he's uh, not going to be his boss. He's uh, just with my name. Uh, Mark Burnett's really his boss. Mark Burnett's a good guy. He was there. Uh, Mark Burnett uh, showed me a picture of his son as the rig bearer at Trump's wedding, uh, which yeah. is why I he won't release the clips. I've of Trump uh, saying horrible things on The Apprentice. Anyway, yes, uh, but yes. you know, I like Mark Burnett a lot. Uh, he's a good man. Uh, no, I mean it's you know it's by name. You know, you know when you're attached to a show, uh, and you'll get a fee. He'll just get a fee. You know, each right. episode, right. And, and not a big. It's not like he says. Well, you know, he he way exaggerates his fees and stuff. It's not like that. And uh, but but it, he'll get something, and he does it. Uh, have an opinion on the show, and I'm sure Arnold's an executive producer too. There's five of them, so you know. But that's a, you know, that's you know, right, right, right. That's what happens. Well, um, is Hollywood worried that he that uh, that our president might put a bunch of his critics in internment camps? Because I'm too small to qualify, but I read your Twitter feed, and I'm just yeah. saying, I think you might want to watch out for yourself. Well, I would say me and Judd Apatow and Don Cheadle, yes, for sure, yes. Um, I am, yeah, yeah. I'm not worried about it. Uh, yeah, but if he does have, I'm sure it's Keith considered it. But I, you know, uh, I know a lot about him. You know, I've known him for a long time, and uh, I don't know that. You know, I mean, that thought has crossed my mind, sort of in a weird way. Like that's why what I'm bringing it up. That card, you know. But I'm kind of with you know. I just, I just feel like. Uh, you know, we gotta. You know, we that's as an American. That's what we do. We 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 say our piece, and uh, you know, we uh, you know that's that we have the right to do. I that. guess that I, I I guess we can't cancel them when the ratings start to tank about a year or so from now. When this acid trip, hopefully, I don't know, it's four years. I guess it's going to be a four year. Anyway, I'll move on. He has a no. He won't be there four years. So. Uh, thank you for he that. He doesn't want to do it. It's just it, it is so weird and. Uh, you know, I just, um, we'll see what happens. All right. We'll see what happens. Right. I, you know, 
I just hope that I would like to see, and maybe this Russia thing will bring people together instead of dividing people, because people are pretty divided. And, like, I would like to see people kind of unite around something, because uh, especially well, working people. He's making know. Russia great again, at least, at the very least. He is anyway. making Russia great. Look, yeah. I filmed a movie there last summer with one of the guys that he does business with, who was a quote-unquote producer, but he never produced a movie, but he was a friend of Putin's, and... And, and, you know, I, I sit there, I'd watch 60 Minutes, and Trump's like, I've never spoken to Putin. And that's a, just a bold-faced lie. He was, you know, three years ago, he was in Moscow, and a guy I know, Chuck LaBella from NBC, was with him. And anytime Trump speaks to somebody famous, he has somebody else listed in, because that's his personality. Right. Hey, I'm, you know. And so he put him, so Putin on a speakerphone, and, and the apprentice people and Chuck LaBella heard him talking to him. So, you know, I mean... You, you you can't believe anything he says, you know, but... Uh, but hey, hey, what if Vladimir Putin or at least some of his KGB friends are listening to this show right now? Hey, hey Tom, uh, really sorry, just give me a second here. Look, uh, uh, are you scared about that, Spud? I mean, this show is well, carried on stations around the globe. I know. And it's on that worldwide web thingy they got now. Uh, maybe you need to change the subject. I'm not afraid of Putin. Uh, I'm sure, you know... I mean, I know for a fact he poisons people who, who write bad stuff about him, but I'm not aware he's off to any radio, you know, talk show hosts, uh, at least that I know of. Uh, but now that you brought up the topic, I should probably move on here anyway. Okay, hey, Tom, uh, my apologies. I am back for good this time. Well, I know you're busy, so let me hit you with the last question. Um, yeah. Who was the funniest comedian you've ever worked with? Over the years, you've been around a ton of hilarious people. Who's at the top of your list, in your opinion? Richard Pryor. Yeah, okay, there you go. Yeah. Yeah, I freaked out when I worked with him and met him. I mean, I freaked. As a guy, we used to, when we bail hay, you know, I worked for a meatpacking plant for three years after I got out of high school. I did know that. Grew up on a farm in Iowa. We used to bail hay, me and all my white redneck friends, and at the end of the day... If he had a new album, we would set up the turntable and speakers on the uh, the hay wagon, and we'd get our beers out and just worshipped him. And we'd set the cover of the album out up there and just drink our beers and just play it, blast it on our big speakers. And we worshipped him. And that to get to meet him in L.A. in the 80s and perform with him at the comedy store. Wow. It freaked me. I called everybody in the middle of the night back in Iowa like, you will not believe who I just, you know, it was, uh, you know, it was, uh, I've had a lot of experiences like that. Well, if I could quote uh, Tracy Morgan, who was on uh, recently, uh, in his words, with, with terms of uh, Mr. Pryor, was he speaks the truth. That was, I guess that's Tracy's uh, Tracy's summation. a big ball of love, that guy, too. And yeah. I love Tracy Morgan. I always have. Yeah. He, he's nothing but a big ball of love. Yep, yep, yep. Um, I would like to say from the bottom of my heart, uh, thanks for calling into the show again, for sure. Thank you. That's right. So uh, let, me, let me wish you Merry Christmas and Happy Hanukkah and all that stuff. Happy New Year to you, too. All right. There you have it, Mr. Tom Arnold. You've just got time to mix yourself a fresh eggnog. The Spud Goodman Gala Christmas Spectacular returns after this brief intermission. From Santa Claus land, Santa is loading up his sleigh. Flash! From Santa Claus land, Santa will soon be on his way. With his 
red sleigh and his reindeer on the run. He will ride Christmas Eve with gifts for everyone. Crash! Spread the news far and wide that Santa Claus is ready to ride. We now return to more seasonal Yuletide festivity on The Spud Goodman Show Gala Christmas Special. All right, how about some more uh, tunes, some holiday tunes? Here's a, here's a live cut from 1972, I believe. Uh, somebody slipped this to us. It, it was recorded in the uh, school auditorium. It's the Goodman Middle School's orchestra playing Santa Claus is Coming to Town. Let's do it. So, uh, are we all going to do that gift exchange deal at tomorrow's show Christmas party? Because um, I got I got to hit Walgreens or something. Because I think I drew your name, Spud. Really? Yeah. Okay, but but Walgreens, really? I sort of thought we were pretty tight. You know, closer than a, a Walgreens present. Hey, hey, I drew you, Lawrence. Oh, oh, I suppose there isn't much need to keep that stuff secret since you'll know soon enough. And I think you'll really like what I got you. If not, you can take it back. Nordstrom's is really good with Wait, their gift returns. No, no yeah. Nord- Nordstrom's? I, I thought yes. we set the limit at 15 bucks. You can't mm. buy one sock, let alone a pair there, for under 20 bucks. On Dorothy, I hope you respected the rules we all oh, agreed to well. with this, you know, show Christmas gift exchange thing. I know I did. I was quite proud of coming in $7 under the limit. $7. Bungles bounce! <laughs> I know whoever you drew, Spud, is going to be very impressed. Oh, uh, what did you get the lucky person? A few sticks of chewing gum? No, very funny. No, as the person is in the studio, as I am speaking, I prefer to keep it a secret until the party, okay? Spud, you got to disclose. Do you have any of the peanut things that's going to kill you? Because I don't want to buy you some candy that's going to do that. No, I'm, I, I don't. But I do carry around one of those EpiPens uh, just to make sure. I, I got one in a garage sale for like 50 cents. I, those people there did not even know what it was. Uh, look, it was I a got, steal. I got to tell you, speaking of stealing, you know, when I was uh, locked up at Pelican Bay, we had the mm-hmm. secret, secret Santa exchange on our tier. Yeah. It really got us all in the spirit of Christmas, you know. Well, okay, sure, most of the gifts were from the prison commissary, you know, the old dependables. You got baby powder, you got deodorant, you got beef jerky. What? Yeah, it was still cool opening our presents on Christmas Eve, and and there were hardly any fights or shower issues that night. 
And the guards, they were even in a good mood. Well, a couple of them joined in. Yeah. And you, you know what? Let me tell you this. You wanted to draw, you wanted them to draw your name because they bought better stuff than the rest of us could buy. Like this one time, I got a new pair of gloves from Bert, the sergeant in charge of the graveyard shift. Hey, um, I once had a pen pal who was in prison. He was doing 30 years with a 10-year minimum. A nice man who wrote a really good letter. Oh. Very descriptive in his writing. Really? Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, I had a pen pal on the outside when I was doing time, too. Hey, can, can was... we dispense with the prison talk just for a bit? I know it's a timely topic these days with, you know, with criminal justice reform uh, being long overdue, uh, but yeah, it's Christmas, man. Oh, my pen pal is now a trustee, I think. Nice. He invited me to visit him, okay. and now he has full privi- privileges. Uh-huh. uh-huh. Uh, and Dorothy, just don't fall for the conjugal visit deal. Um, he hasn't proposed yet, right? Oh, they all I have would like rather not. No, oh, no, no. I'd rather not discuss my love life on the air, Spud. Okay. It smells really good. You know, I used to enjoy my conjugal visits uh, with my now ex-wife, but she was so demanding. I eventually asked for her to be taken off the list. It got to be too much for me. I- I'm not proud to say that, but hey, it's okay. That's good. To, that's yeah. good to know. So, can we just move on here and see if our next guest is on the line? Uh, yeah, I, I guess we could. Yeah. Oh, Spud, I was going to ask, mm-hmm. why do you always want to talk to famous celebrities? You never interview regular people on this show. What is it with you and your obsession with Hollywood stars? Well, well who's going to tune into a show where I interview a plumber or a barber? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, a plumber? A plumber? Yeah, I would listen to anything a plumber said. Because the pipes in, in the kitchen sink in my apartment, they're leaking now. The manager told me to wrap some duct tape around it. That's not okay, working. Okay, just, just check and see if our next guest is ready to go. All right, all right. Okay, well, the next guest uh, we've got here, Scott Patterson's holding for you now. So, hey, I wonder if my niece is watching because, man, she's a big Gilmore Girls fan. Well, I hope she's listening because we're not on television. But, yeah, I understand that show is bigly. Huh. Well, I've watched it a few times with her. You know, she knows all those episodes. Man, how cool would it be for this show to be one sixteenth as popular as the Gilmore Girls? Uh, I think we maybe need to have some girls on this show. The all dude thing is—it's just not getting us where we need to go. That's right. That um, I agree. Well, no offense on Dorothy. Okay, I, I, yeah, not no offense. I'm just saying that we probably need to balance it out and maybe bring in another female to the staff. Oh, uh, I don't know how you think that Gerald is going to feel about that. You know, he's already sensitive about not getting the airtime that he feels he deserves. Uh, hey, when he heard that I was filling in for him tonight, he made me promise I would not bring my A game so that I wasn't going to upstage him because that guy's paranoid about his job security. <laughs> That's so hot. Well, I just have to keep him thinking he could be replaced at any time because I read that management tip from the Art of the Deal book of Trump's. I got a free copy years ago when I interviewed him. It was pretty good advice, too. I, I think my dog ate it or something some happened to the book. But, um, yeah, I mean, this is, yeah, I thought it was good advice. Mm-hmm. Anyway, let's, uh, let's just uh, go, let's go to the interview. All right. Uh, all right. Hey, please say hello to actor, musician, and yes, former AAA baseball pitcher Scott Patterson. Hey, welcome to the show. Hey, guys. How you doing? That's right. Um, so I'd, I'd like to talk baseball, but I guess you have like other career stuff going on right now, like, you know, like a number one <laughs> single on iTunes, you know, and one of the top shows on Netflix right now, The Gilmore Girls. So not much happening in your world right now, right? <laughs> I'm very busy. It's, it's really fun, yeah. Uh, Smith Radio is my band. Uh, we have a number one song on iTunes Indie Rock Charts Top 100 called Ha Ha Song. Um, and Spud, I yeah. heard that that uh, that Ha Ha Song is pretty good. This guy's band rocks. Hey, uh, Scott, just give me one second here. 
I heard it too. Yeah, I mean, it's not the usual stuff you see from like or hear from television stars. Hey, listen, maybe you could ask him if he would want to be a musical guest on this show. I, I know it's really tough to get on the show. But, no, you know, I, hey, I, I'm thinking Scott's security team, let alone his band, uh, would not fit into the studio. His people and those people have people of their own. It just wouldn't work. Just a suggestion. It's like an army I bet he has with him. I know. Okay, I'll let you get back to yeah. it now. So. Hey, uh, sorry about that brief delay. You know, well, the tune Ha Ha Song isn't really like the soft rock middle-of-the-road stuff many other TV stars have churned out over the years. Any particular sound or band that influenced you in your music? Well, yeah, um, Patti Smith, when I was growing up, and that's oh, yeah. kind of who I named the band after, Smith Radio. Um, you know, I got this idea of getting out of my circumstances by listening to her on the radio, live concerts that she was that they were broadcasting from WMMR in Philadelphia when I was growing up. Because she's from my area, and she kind of got out and made it and, you know, inspired me to get out and, and do the same thing. Um, you know, uh, sort of a winding road to get to this point. But I've, I've been writing music since I was 13, and, and yeah, it's not, a soft, <laughs> it's not a soft little gentle sound. It's, you know, it's a rock sound. We're, 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 we're a hard-driving rock band with... Uh, um, you know, with a kind of a punk pedigree mixed with some sort of glam, some Bowie glam, and you know, it's a it's it's a really specific sound. It's a very big sound. So, uh, yep, yep. We think people people that hear the song love the song, uh, and it's addictive, and they you know, and they play it in heavy rotation and, and and on repeat. And you know, we're coming out with more. We have a six song EP. We're going into the studio next week to do some more because I've been writing a lot of music lately and as well so yeah it's 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 moving along real nice all right well okay let's do this i gotta i gotta i gotta bring this up the show that that has made it uh, tough for you to hit the mall any mall in the world uh, okay the gilmore <laughs> girls some iconic show to billions and, and it still has yeah. legs really strong legs as it's killing it on netflix right now are you surprised yeah. amazed or ho-hum as you knew he knew it's highly anticipated return would blow up like this so i mean how, how is it for you well you know, I knew it would be big. I just didn't know that it would be this big. Um, it just seems like every every week I'm getting on an airplane and going to New York to do another talk show or do 10 more interviews and XM uh, radio, Sirius XM, or whatever it is. Um, the demand uh, from the entertainment press is huge. Uh, so it's it's just unprecedented in my career. Um, and it's, a, it's, it's just a, a lot of fun. It's, it's, it's very tiring. You don't have time to do, really do anything else. But, you know, this is, this is what we work so hard for, to enjoy the fruits of our labor like this. And, uh, you know, Netflix is just doing a great job promoting, and, and we're all more than happy to, to help out, you know. Right. Well, in terms of your film career, i, I got to ask you this. As a cast member of three Saw movies, are you pretty much unfazed by any kind of blood and gore, or did you close your eyes on the set while filming them? i just be honest. <laughs> uh, yeah, I closed my eyes, my ears, my nose, everything. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, um, but, you know, the film, the film roles are, are starting, the film officers are starting to come in now because of the size of this Netflix response. I bet. Um, I'll be announcing some films that I'm going to be a part of pretty soon. Um, yeah, it's look, that's a whole different animal film. Um, yeah, definitely. And now that sort of Gilmore Girls is kind of cool now, you know, the offers are different. You know, the film offers are better. So because before I don't think it was perceived as a really cool show, you know, and that, and that's kind of the 
that's the marker that you have to hit out here is, you know, you can be on a hit show and all that, but is it the right show and that kind of a thing? So a little different world, the film world. It's, it's a little different. Well, uh, another film that you did, uh, I wanted to bring this up. You were in a movie that I thought was a must-see, uh, The Boys of uh, Abu Ghraib. Uh, I, I believe uh-huh. it's still available on Netflix, and I highly recommend it. How was that experience? Well, you know, that was that was much... I'd never played a, uh, um, a military officer before. I was a commanding officer of, of that, that of Abu Ghraib, and... You know, it, I did it because, you know, I do roles because I've never done them before and they present some kind of a challenge to me because uh, I'm in a position now where I don't have to work and I only work when I'm really motivated to work. And that that script and that character motivated me to get out there to Arizona and get in that, that, that prison and, and do that role. Um, yeah, I, I enjoyed it and I think it's a terrific film and it's a different angle to go at um, you know, that whole situation, that unfortunate situation that Abu Ghraib became in, uh, to represent. So, yeah, I think it's a very well done film. Yeah, I, I highly recommend it. I tell my listeners that. All right, well, let me hit with a holiday thing. I got to hit you with this. Uh, it's Christmas time right now, constant holiday music everywhere you go. Is Scott Patterson a full on Christmas guy, or, or can you handle it only in small doses? I'm in that camp, for the record, by the way. No, no, I'm a full on Christmas guy. I love it, you know. Um, I got the Dean Martin Christmas songs playing in the house all the time. You know, oh, I, I love the Christmas. My favorite time of year, absolutely. All yeah, right, I go super. nutty for it. Yeah. Well, I know you and your private security detail have to keep moving at all times, so I'm going to end this conversation with my stock <laughs> question, uh, Scott Patterson. What has been your most memorable moment? In terms of what? In life. In life? Yes. Um, my most memorable moment. Yes. Uh, probably uh, watching my son being born uh, two and a half years ago. That that That's right up there. You know, that's number one. All right. All right. There we have that for the <laughs> record. All right. Super. Yeah. All right. I got to say this again then. So your new yeah. current hit on iTunes, Ha Ha Song, is still available. The show you co-star in, The Gilmore Girls, is available now on Netflix. And I hope, let me, you take note on this, I hope you also still are keeping your arm strength up. As remember, you're never too old for a comeback. Maybe go the Jamie Moyer soft toss route. It's still possible. <laughs> so I just want to say that for the record, all right? So thanks so never much. Never know, but nobody's called. <laughs> well, just keep your phone ready. All right, thanks so much for all calling right, into our show, Mr. Scott Patterson. Thank all you. Right, thanks, buddy. Thank you. Oh, you're tuned in on Santa Claus. You know, Christmas gifts are everywhere. Things to eat and things to wear. So shop right now for Christmas fun and Merry Christmas, everyone. You're listening to the Spud Goodman Christmas Special. Uh, Spud, we have a caller who really wants to talk to you as... It's a young woman, I'm told, who has a question. Should I put her through? Oh, we got like a minute to kill, so tell. I'll, I'll, yeah, I'll tell her. Put her through. I'll handle it. Okay. Call, are you there? Can I talk to Scott Patterson? Um, That interview just got over with. Scott's gone. He has stuff to do, you know. Um, Then can I speak with someone else from Gilmore Girls? How about Lauren Graham? She's such a great actress. That'll be fine. Um, if you know how I feel, why would you say that? I've never spoken with Lauren Graham before. Uh, that's not going to happen. 
I know she's a big star. Can you at least give me her number? I promise I won't call in an inappropriate time. I know stars like to sleep in. Well, yeah, I, I, I don't know Lauren Graham's phone number. Hey, Spike, you, never, you want me to handle this for you? Uh, yeah. Uh, could you? How about Alexis Bledel? You have to have her number. Who? I'm going to be honest here. Uh, you know, I don't know if you listened to the last interview. I'm not real hip to the Gilmore Girls. I'm not. It's not exactly my speed. Uh, although I love Scott, he seems like a really great guy. But you know, it's it's a really really popular show. I understand that, but it's written for young females. So hello, that is me. Can I at least get her email address? I won't even spam look, her. Look, I, I don't. That's even, ridiculous. I don't even know who she is. Anyway, I got to go. But maybe you could like contact Netflix and see if you could get a signed photo or something from them. I'm I'm sure they have some person handling promotions for the show. I got to go though. All right. So are you not a real radio show? Was that not the real Scott Patterson on the air just a few minutes ago? Uh, yeah, it was, Lauren. Uh, Lauren, just, hey, you should probably handle this. Yeah, right? I got Hey, this. Merry Christmas, caller. All right, yeah, yeah, we have to go now. Bye. All right, ha, let's, let's, let's get some uh, holiday tunes back on. Uh, yeah. This is from a band called The Spuds, No Relation. This was recorded live on our show way back in the 90s at KTZ, KTZZ again. Uh, I think it's titled uh, Santa Claus Suit. Uh, let's roll it. Four, two, three, four Somebody stole my Santa Claus suit Somebody ripped off my beard hat boots Somebody's hat so is all dressed in red Even had the gall to the pillow off my bed Now what are my kids gonna think If Santa is a no-show Boy, they'll raise a stain So dead the halls and what the hell I still got my jingle bell so funny you can't get the suit Cause frankly I don't give a hoot Take it, Bubba! Come on, Mama! State champion!
There's two, two what? Shopping days till Christmas, two, just two shopping days till Christmas, two, so do your shopping for Christmas, two more shopping days left. This is the Spud Goodman Show. This is the Spud Goodman Show. Hey, Spud, uh, now your cousin Samuel is calling in. You want to take it? And he's been texting me like all week about doing a weather forecast for Christmas Eve on this show. I mean, how many times do I have to tell the guy that people can access a weather report in seconds from their damn phone? They don't need some dude in a suit telling them the highs and lows for tomorrow. Well, it's kind of sad because he went to the vocational school yeah. to be a weather person. Tell me about it. Yeah, well, You know what? It, it's kind of like uh, the old milkman who used to deliver it to your house. You get milk. To deliver? No, uh, I mean, okay. like never ever. Well, it, times change, so yeah, they sense. have. But just put them on. Um, hey, Samuel, are you there? Why? Well, yes, I am, and I have just completed my in-depth weather forecast for Christmas Eve. That's nice, I, but I have been listening to the show. Yeah, and I think okay. it would be nice for um, your fans to know um, what to expect when they're maybe traveling, and not to mention, well, um, Santa's journey that okay, night. Yeah, well, y- you can drop the folksy Santa stuff, all right? My, my listeners are, are non-believers, and, you know, we don't have many five-year-olds tuning in. So just, well, just be but aware. But spirit isn't limited to young, youngsters, Spud. It is for all of us, whatever our age. So how about it? I spent hours on this. My, um, my Doppler radar was experiencing some technical difficulties, so I had to call in a repairman. It was very costly. Look, I still will never understand... Why you bought your own Doppler radar system? It made no sense, and it's going to take you decades to finally pay off that loan. Well, it well it remains to be seen if that was not a wise purchase. I, I just said it was a bad. Feel it will give it me a, a leg bad, up by getting decision. a full time position as a weather forecaster. Yeah, I mean, well. How many weather people own their own Doppler? Um, no one. Yeah, because no one's stupid enough to spend $180,000 on one of those things. Oh, I mean, couldn't you just use an app on your phone? I mean, come on. Who needs something that takes up a whole bedroom in their apartment? It smells I really good. I prefer to sleep on the couch at my apartment, so no need to be concerned about my sleeping arrangements, bud. So may I please just give an abbreviated forecast? Okay, okay you got 15 seconds. 15 seconds? 11 seconds now. The northeast will most certainly have a white Christmas. The southeast will experience high humidity, but clear skies. The Midwest will... Um, will. Despite that, that was kind of harsh, yeah, hey, I told could, him. Well, couldn't you let him just get to the west coast? Because I want to know what to expect on the west I, coast. I just, just got to keep the you know trains running on time. Oh. Got to move on. All right, how about some more music? This is uh, from Mojo Nixon, who actually was a musical guest on our Fox... Uh, syndicated show. Anyway, this tune's titled Merry Christmas, Merry Christmas. All right. Jingle bells, jingle bells, shotgun shells. Hey, everybody! It's Christmas time! Let's all party! Watching it's a wonderful life on 
Santa Claus, a Merry Christmas, everyone. Santa hopes you all have fun. So hang the holly, ring the chimes. May Christmas bring you jolly times. This is the Spud Goodman Show Christmas Special. You know, Spud, I am fond of the Christmas holidays. Christmas! Humbug. Oh, but for me, my favorite time of the year is the 4th of July. Yeah, the 4th the is cool. I mean, the, the weather's way better. I'm, I'm just not a snow person or a cold weather person. Never could figure out those skiers, you know, hang out all day in that stuff. I, now, I'm a no self. Sense. I'm more of a Valentine's Day guy. I love everything about it because yeah, I guess I'm a hopeless romantic. But, but the 4th is the one day of the year where a person can blow stuff up. You know, everyone is well aware of my career in demolitions, but I know you never really understood what I did for a living, Spud. Well... And as my father would enjoy using a little dynamite for special occasions at our farm while I was growing up, I guess it's in my blood. I heard all about it. Yeah, well, I was surprised you were never interested in pyrotechnics when you were growing up. Kind of very strange for a young boy in this... Well, after... I had like an M80 go off in my hand when I was in junior high. It freaked me out. Tonight, a Kelly File exclusive. I was there that day, I think, and if I remember right, it was a little ladyfinger firecracker. Well, I could put one of those in my mouth and not feel a thing. You really do need to toughen up. 
Okay, maybe. I mean, I, I, maybe I, I'm, uh, you know, you could be right. Uh, but I plead guilty to not loving loud explosions, okay? They, they kind of make me nervous. I, I don't think it says anything about my masculinity. No, hey. I don't know. Mrs. Jarvis, you know, I'm, I got to tell you, I'm very impressed that you're an expert in demolitions. That is a skill that can come in really handy. Thank you. Yeah. yeah, and maybe fighting those bearded guys in that sandy part of the world. You know, we, we just, let's just steer the conversation back to Christmas as uh, this is our holiday special. We're just about done here. No, so very well. Well, yeah. you know what? Though I, I did, I, you know, I was going to do a public sector food review on the show, but, you know, I know it's a Christmas thing and I don't yeah. want to step on all but that. But if you did actually go to the trouble of preparing a review, I did. Just I did. go ahead and share it, but make it really quick. All okay? right. All right. Okay. Okay. So <laughs> I dropped forward. by the, cap, the cafeteria on my neighborhood's, my neighbor's uh, little kids' elementary school. I dropped in there and I was asked to you speak don't have to go on that fast. what it was like to. All right. Well, let me tell you, it was really, it was really cool because I got to talk about what being a food critic's all about, and I ended up eating lunch there before I spoke. Someday, I'd like to be a, a dentist. So they have these pretty darn impressive fish. Okay, sticks. you can talk faster now. Okay, again. they're the most, they're flavorful. The apple cobbler yeah. was to die for. Okay. Now, I got to tell you, this gem of a little spot. Who knew that was there? Man, if I'd known that my neighbor, you know, I wouldn't have known about it if they had invited me. So, uh, so how many sporks did you give them? A three and a half for the entree oh. and four for the dessert. Dessert is the main entree in my world, man. Oh, There's no yeah, doubt about that. Uh, excuse me. me. I would like to suggest something that might just make Christmas more special. Why don't we incorporate something from, say, the 4th of July and merge it into the Yuletide season? For instance, why not a well-planned demolition display? Maybe blow up a huge Clever. Santa statue or, or maybe even a large wood carving of one of his reindeer. You're worth more dead than you are alive. If it were staged right, it would be a real crowd pleaser. Yeah, yeah. You know what? I always enjoy seeing stuff blow up. So, Mrs. Javits, huh. I would love to see you do your thing. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I'll, I'll tell you what. If, I'll help you out if you need it. So, why not? You could go with a, like a big snowman, fill it with a penny candy, and make like a great seasonal pinata. You know, the little kids, they just love scooping up all those remains. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, if yeah. you do something like this, just don't blow up like a nativity scene. Is That would be like a really bad taste and get us in trouble. That's so hot. Well, I agree. It must be done tastefully. Maybe next Absolutely. Christmas we can try it. I know your fans would enjoy it. Uh, however many of there though of those you have. I have fans. I keep telling you this. You got to believe. Anyway, l let me sign off here right now. I am Spud Goodman. Be all that you can be, and I mean that. God bless and ciao. Christmas, ha, ba, humbug. So, uh, yeah, I guess Merry Christmas, everyone. Uh, we're going to end with this last song, and I believe this is by Bowling for Soup, and it's titled Merry Christmas, I Don't Want to Fight. Let's do it. Merry Christmas, I don't want to fight tonight with Merry Christmas, I don't want to fight tonight Merry, merry, merry Christmas
Playwright 2016's Bud Goodman Productions.